Hi, welcome to the Special Delivery Damn Near Daily Podcast. I am your host, Special, and this is day number 18 of the Special Delivery 30-Day Podcast Challenge, where I'm just trying to give you 30 podcasts in about 30 days or so. I like to do two different things on these podcasts. Some episodes, I like to highlight brand new songs that have dropped in the past 24 hours or so, and I also like to talk to artists to break down their brand new projects. This episode is with Sylvan LeCue, and you're going to want to hit that follow or subscribe button because we did so many more segments there's going to be a show coming up called opening up there's also one called importance of interludes and another one called samples of separation so hit that follow or subscribe button on this episode sylvan and i break down his latest album apologies in advance including the connections to past projects as well as his approach to it so let's hop into it so the project apologies in advance congratulations my goodness Thank you. Such a good project. Last year, up until this year, my boyfriend and I used to bump Saba's project, Bucket List. Yeah. And it's like, this year, it's apologies in advance. Like, nice. front to back, back to front. Like, And it's cool because you toured with Saba. So it's like, both of those projects are so important to who we are as like 20-somethings. Yeah. How did you approach this album? I actually didn't approach it as formal as i usually do approach albums Mm -hmm. usually i'm like all right i got a title and this is what it's gonna be and this is what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. um i kind of just fell into the album to be honest it was i was recording records and i just started producing my own records Mm -hmm. so it started kind of around maybe best me Mm-hmm. Best Me was kind of like the first spark and then um, we just started releasing a lot of records and I think by the time we released Selfish we were like okay there's a demand here we should probably start putting together an album or thinking about putting together an album and Apologies in Advance kind of came about uh, from um, the A&R executive producer of the album Gary Bur- um, Burbridge or Gary Biddy, uh mm-hmm. as he likes to call himself um, he named the album based off the opening line of Best Me and I think the entire format in terms of the skits and the overall message and theme first really started with uh, me and Jonathan, uh, president of uh, Wise Up, um, our label. He and I were in an airport somewhere in the middle of Denver, I think. We were thinking about the concepts that we wanted to do for the album. Coming up really, really short, nothing that was sticking. And so we reached out to uh, one of our mutual friends, um, Nicholas Bilardello, really, really great designer, really conceptual thinker. Um, and he essentially kind of gave us this idea that, you know, essentially your album is therapy and or or the songs that you have that are out right now that you're that you've been working towards and everything that I've heard is therapy. And I feel like this should be a therapy session. And we took it and we ran with it. We embellished on it a little bit more. Um, and from there everything existential we started to put into place so i would say the first thing we thought of was the actual cover Mm -hmm. and then the cover started to inspire the album and so it became oh we should you know we should treat every single song like an emotion and confront that emotion on the album then that led to us thinking even more outside of it like hey maybe it's not just you that's in this actual meeting so let's start reaching out to some friends and Mm -hmm. telling them the concept and seeing if they'd be down to be a part of 
this entire um, project and process that we have going on. And uh, a big part of that was collectively our team. Once again, Gary was a big responsible part in bringing a lot of that together. And we did all those interviews and skits in one foul swoop. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's what I wanted to ask because <clears throat> it's like with those interludes, they're so important and you said it was just a bunch of your friends? Yeah. That's super cool. Okay, because, you know, some people bring in actors. Some people, you know what I mean, bring in, like, think groups and stuff like that. So it's, like, to have your friends and to do it in one swoop, that's super incredible. Wow. Yeah, we didn't, um, we wanted to make sure that the energy was cohesive mm -hmm. and also very real. It wasn't, we, nothing was scripted. I mean, the only thing that was calculated was the guy who narrated the album, his name's Bryce. Um, he's also a mutual friend of um, of me and Jonathan and also extension part of Wise Up. Uh, he's great with creating and, and really digging into people's subconscious. Mm -hmm. And he crafted and formulated all of the questions based off of what the album gave to him mm -hmm. and each topic that was on the album. And we just invited everybody out. We told them the concept. We gave them their individual song choice that we assigned for them because we felt that their story would apply most with that song. Mm -hmm. And we did individual interviews, asked some questions. People were very honest about it. And then the AA meeting was a very, it was like a very live uh, discussion. It, it lasted around an hour and change and we condensed it down to around 20, 15 minutes. And yeah. for the people who don't know, the concept of the album is an AA meeting, but except about feelings. And that's where apologies in advance. It all it's very, very cohesive and super dope. But it's also very true to you. If you go back to the Quest days and listen to those projects, like it's always been about expressing yourself, but not only expressing yourself, but what you're going through. Like it's never surface level to where like, oh, I went through this and now I'm here. But it's really like, why do I feel like this? What are these feelings? Naming those feelings and kind of going from there. So I think that's really important in your journey to this project. And I think that's super important. And you talked about producing. What was your approach as a producer? Um, It was out of necessity, to be honest. Got to a point where we had a bunch of, well, I had a bunch of producers that I was working with. Sound wasn't necessarily what I wanted anymore. I was becoming more frustrated just with my entire process. Also because I felt pretty bad for the producers I was working with. It was one minute, I love this record, then the next minute, nah, I'm not really rocking with this. So um, my ex at the time was telling me like, hey, you should probably just produce. You know, you've been doing music for the better part of your entire life and recording and engineering yourself. And I just picked up what I needed to pick up, got an MPK Mini, um, used my own program, a few other soundboards, and I just got right into it. And it really started help started helping me to understand my sound and my cadence of where I wanted to go. That's yeah. super dope. Yeah. The crazy part is, is it usually happens out of necessity. You talk to Crit, you talk to Cole, you talk to these people who do both. And it's really like, well, this is what, <laughs> this is what had to happen. So, yeah. but it's, it's just super cool because you can really hear a different part of a person in their production versus their raps. Like it, it, it goes hand in hand, but you hear different things. We're talking about like connecting the different things. And of course, you connect Coffee Break to Struggle Rapper on Searching Sylvan. Yes. Was that something that happened while you were writing or something that was very instinctive? What was that process being like, okay, Coffee Break is an answer to Struggle Rapper. And you kind of, in Struggle Rapper, talk about like breaking through and why you want to do music. But then Coffee Break is like, oh, no, this is bigger than myself. What did that look like? 
it, it was kind of a realization. Searching Sylvan in general is an important project because it was the project that, in my opinion, really started my career and gave me a fan base. Also, it was the first time I documented my life that personally. And it was really just about be, wanting to be a rapper and wanting to make it out and wanting to find a way to have a chance at chasing my dreams. And then, you know, doing Far From Familiar was the reality of that, which was, you know, oh, this is what it this is what it really is. And so going into like AIA, I wanted to have certain records that would answer certain questions that or not. I wouldn't even say answer certain questions. I would say I wanted to there were certain records on apologies in advance that I wanted to give more enlightenment and thoughtfulness from when I was quest and doing searching Sylvan. So, you know, a record like coffee break was kind of a direct answer for struggle rapper struggle rapper, which is this need to be this artist and this need to be a rapper and be successful. And coffee break was the realization that, you know, I, I've, I have been doing music for all the wrong reasons, you know, like this is, is way bigger than myself. It's way bigger than just what I want. And I start to remind myself of that all the time. But Coffee Break kind of allows me to consistently remember that. You know what I mean? And kind of in the same realm, P.O.M.E. is the backstory to No Love in the City. Yes. And you actually have a Jay-Z clip on that. What was it like making that record? Whoosh. Product of My Environment started super early. It was probably one of the uh, one of the earlier records on the album. And it was on a completely different beat. We couldn't get the record cleared, so I remade the beat, and this was the first part of the record. Mm -hmm. And then I linked with my boy Sky Hutch, and he started playing me some records. And I started getting inspired by some of the sounds, and it was like, wow, this feels like this could add another dynamic to this story that I'm trying to yeah. tell. And that, too, was a was consolidation for myself. It was like peace for myself. Like, you know, No Love in the City, uh, Lost, you know, Lost Niggas was kind of like this song about losing a friend to the city that I felt that I loved but didn't love me back. And Product of My Environment was accepting that these things could happen and really coming to grips with it and finding the beauty in the madness. And, you know, the last part of it is very resolution based. It's like very like, hey, this is this is what this is. And, you know, I found that only acceptance provides a cure, you know. So a lot of it was for myself because Searching Sylvan was such a big part of such a big part of like my life because it was my life. And this was me kind of showing that growth from that time and also that being a beloved project for my fans. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, it was mm -hmm. big for you, but it's also big for the fans because they love to make those connections and kind of hear the backstories and hear the answers and go back and forth and be like, oh, shit, like, this matches up. So it's for you, but it's also for the fans, but then it's also for the bigger purpose in a yeah. sense. So, so that's super, super cool. Mm -hmm. And anything else you want to say to the people? Thank you, people. If you're a fan of mine or you're a fan of anything I've ever done or you've listened, thank you so much. It uh, genuinely means the world to me and continue to wise up. Yay, thank you so much. Nah, thank you. And as always, thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on because there's going to be a bunch more segments with Sylvan LeCue and you don't want to miss those. Also, reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part of this episode was. I'm on Twitter at Special Says or on Instagram or Snapchat. Those are at Special Says as well.